0: fill your drink welcome to the social media podcast awesome show this week we're gonna focus on tools social media marketing tools I've got the expert on the topic Ian Cleary my friend Ian Cleary of razor social he's awesome story first of all great guy he's he's climbed really far really fast in the social media marketing world so we're gonna cover a bunch of really cool tools that he loves Lots that I've never heard of before, so make sure you stay tuned. And uh, really perfect timing to have him on. Since we're talking about tools, today's sponsor is once again TabSite.com. Awesome tool for creating deals and contests for your Facebook page. Make sure you go to TabSite.com slash podcast and use the promo code podcast to get 33% off for the first year of using TabSite. Make sure you check it out. All right, so pass the bottle. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. This is John from JohnLumber.com and John Limmer Digital on Facebook here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where each week I invite a different friend from the social media marketing world to the virtual bar, and we get drunk on social media day. Very, very happy. I've got to say, invite to the pub. I mean, it is the pubcast. Ian Cleary of Razor Social. How's it going, my friend?
1: Absolutely brilliant. Delighted to be on your podcast or your pubcast. It is a pubcast. We have to call it a pubcast with you. And <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. We're Irish, you know, so we it's... like the pubs over here. And what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a, oh, well, am I, I drinking a Guinness, a bottle of Guinness? Uh, yeah, a bottle? You see, that doesn't even seem right.
0: You have those there. I figured like we everybody. Do. I figured everybody had had Guinness on tap, come, coming streaming into their homes uh, up and. Well,
1: we do, but we drink so much of it; it's all gone. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal.
0: Well, so I, I believe I have had Guinness on two episodes at least. Uh, it's my favorite beer. My favorite beer. So y- you've already, I think, uh, guaranteed us a, a future spot on the podcast for having a Guinness.
1: Uh, Perfect and and hopefully you will come to Ireland, maybe you will speak in Ireland someday, John, and we'll we'll share it again us over here.
0: that would be awesome, so yeah, I'm drinking a Sam Adams summer ale, which kind of makes sense. I'm drinking an, an American beer, so uh it's it's
1: it's not bad. are you much of a sam adams guy i ha- I've never tried Sam Adams actually no, so it's, it's not bad Cheers
0: mm-hmm. so no welcome, welcome to the pub um in I mean, I think my first exposure to you. I mean, you've you've made uh, a lot of noise in a very short period of time. Um, we you you were on uh, that top ten social media examiner top top ten uh, social media blogs of two thousand thirteen list with me. Uh, but you did it, and what your blog was like, like? What four months old or something ridiculous at the time? How old was it? It was close, probably close to six months. Yeah, that's insane. So give us a little background on how you got there, you know, what Razor Social is all about.
1: Okay, so I suppose my background is technology. So I had about 20 years in technology working in software companies. And then I spent about five years in sort of digital marketing, social media, running basically a digital marketing training company. Mm. We've done some consultancy, but mostly uh, digital marketing training. Then we actually started building some Facebook, Facebook applications, mm. and they were all around competitions. And we were selling them in Ireland. Then we were thinking, would we bring them international? Well, we looked internationally. There was far too many people doing Facebook competitions. Mm. So, And they had better functionality, cheaper pricing. So we said we really want an international business. We didn't have a great idea, but we had a background in technology and social media, and I looked at all the influencers, yourself included, John, and mm. seeing where was there a gap. And what I felt was not people talking about Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn. It was all the tools surrounding that. So all the management tools, social media management tools, analytic tools and technology side. So, so we said we'd set up Razor Social very much focused on the tools and the technology side of things. And I think we've been very lucky because there was definitely an opportunity in that area and mm-hmm. nobody else sort of really sticks out in that area. And I think that was one of the reasons we won the competition as well, because we had a clearly identified a niche. Mm-hmm. And, and I have a strong background in technology and tools, so I actually love, love writing about it. So Raising Social issue was just all content, a blog, all around that, and about building an audience, building a network, getting to know everybody in the industry. And it's worked really, really well for us.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely. I mean, you're right. There's not. I can't think of anyone else who. That's all they write about is uh, social media marketing tools, and it's, it's the marketing tools, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, and and I know that's a scary thing to do uh, to to narrow it down that much. Um, and I think often the mistake people make, and even though we talk about how much of a mistake it, it is, it's still a scary decision to narrow it down that much cuz yeah, I always think about well oh, think of all the people I'm cutting out and it's such as could be such a small audience and whatnot but it works it works and I uh, I mean in, in, like what I do it is just Facebook marketing it's not Twitter and Google Plus and everything else and really it's not general Facebook marketing either it's the the advanced stuff that's only going to appeal to certain people and that's kind of scary, but I've been now I've become known as that guy that advanced topics of Facebook marketing. So if you could be known as, and obviously you have in a very short period of time, as a social media marketing tools guy, that's I mean that's gonna be a springboard for you. That's awesome.
1: Well, the thing was, if I decided I was going to do social media marketing, and I'd done a bit of tools, and I'd done a bit about how to use Facebook and how to use Twitter, or even advanced in that area. There was just far too many people I'd be competing against. Mm. And lots of people dabble in tools. So everybody will write, like there's an article on your site, which will be about tools. And you go to Jay Bear's site and you see an article on tools or Heidi Cohen's site. But it's not all about tools. Mm-hmm. So they will do strategy tools, you know, Facebook stuff. So very specific around the tools and technology. So I'd say that niche has helped a huge amount. Having a, a, a real passion for that area, like I just love it. And I constantly reading, constantly investigating tools, constantly writing about the tools. So I actually really enjoy it. So I think it's and I'm sure you have that passion, John, as well, in terms of the Facebook advanced, figuring out the advanced side of Facebook. Right. Cheers. So and this is a good transition.
0: Um, you write a ton. I mean, you, you've, you've written a post for me. You've written for Social Media Examiner. Obviously, you were able to get noticed very, very quickly because you write so much. Give us a little insight
1: into your process for blogging. Okay, so I blog generally three times a week on my own site, Mm. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I try to make it really consistent. I use an editorial calendar called Divi HQ, Hmm. and that just helps me plan out the content so anytime I come up with ideas, I'm constantly adding them to Divi HQ and then uh, when I sit down to write, then I'm lo- picking off my list of ideas and start writing. So I write that content, I try to have a standard structure through the content and I generally look at it in terms of any particular keywords that I want to optimize the content based on. So I'll see, I'll do a search on Google for the keywords and see what the top 10 is like and see if i got a chance for ranking. I'll probably write the content anyway if it's a good post. Mm-hmm. But if, if if there's a chance of ranking the top 10, I will do some optimization on it. And I use a couple of tools, SEO Malls that I use quite a lot to check for ranking. And I do have uh, a plugin, a WordPress plugin from Yoast as well, WordPress right. SEO, right. which is quite good. Then I'll post it, then I'll help promote it. Now, from the guest blogging point of view, I do a lot of guest blogging, blogging because... I wanted to get my name out there quickly. And the best way is interacting with other influential people in the social media space that are not competitors. Mm. So I had a list of influencers that I wanted to write for and get to know. You were on it, John. Jay Bear was on it. Uh, Mike Stelzer was on it. Mm, Mark Schaefer was on it. And really, I never really asked the guest blog. What ends up happening is I try and meet people and get to know them. So I go to a good bit of conferences in the U.S. every couple of months and I meet people that are the key influential people and I get to know them. And then as they see my content and get to know what I am doing, a lot of people like tools-focused content. So I get offered opportunities to, to write. So that's that's really helped as well. But mm. it's it's been building the relationships with people, not just sending random emails. I don't think I've ever <laughs> sent an email to somebody saying, can I do a guest blog post? I, I get to know the people. I interact with them through their blogs. They right. get to know me. Then I meet them at conferences. We have a discussion. And everybody wants content. You right. know? So so if you put the effort into the content, you write good content. And writing for Social Media Examiner, of course, helps a huge amount.
0: And if, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, the order of our relationship was that we met at Social Media Marketing World and I actually invited you right, to, to write for the site yeah 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 so, that's exactly because it's all about the You know, again like you said though it's it's the relationship so if you build a relationship first you may never even have to ask somebody if you could write for them
1: they may well, ask well when, yeah i knew you were going and i did want to write for you and there was a couple other people like jeff bullas i, I wanted to do an article for and I got, I got to know jeff we had a few beers mm. <laughs> and then jeff says i'd love you to do an article mm. you know and I was telling them, well, you were on my list, Jeff. You know, yeah, awesome. <laughs> I want you. But, uh, you know, I think it's like I say, people want content, but they want good content. Yeah. So if you really focus, I really try and put an effort in to deliver really good quality content. And I know for yourself, John, if I look at any of your articles, there's no bad article on your site. It's, I know you, there's probably times where you haven't published things where you go, <laughs> I don't think it's good enough. Right. But uh, the quality is really good, and and I know in terms of unless I'm delivering good quality, there's no point in even asking you, you know. So,
0: well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I, you know, it's the 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 guest post. What's funny about that is that I I've opened it up to the public to submit guest posts. I swear though, I don't even read those submissions, and that's I know it's terrible, yeah. but. In the end, like if I don't know you, if I'm not familiar with your work, uh, and often the, the, those submissions are spammy anyway. It's like they're submitting it to everyone who accepts blog posts, and often they're not even related to my my subject matter. It's just it's ridiculous. So that's why um, I think your approach is so smart of starting with relationships first. Because for me, it, and again, I, I don't think anyone's ever asked, or I've, I have anyone on my site who's asked to write a guest post. It's all been I have a relationship with these people. I think they'd be great to to supplement my content. So I reach out, and that's how that's how you've ended up on my site. And every single Wednesday, we got a different voice, which I think adds a lot.
1: Yeah, I think that if if sometimes people won't get the opportunity to meet that person, right. so you have to try to. I think it's like you form a relationship in different, a different way. So, oh, yeah. you know, I I would start off and saying, well, if somebody wants to write for your site, John, if somebody starts interacting with you through your blog and starts, you, you know, coming up with really smart comments where you're going, God, this person knows what they're talking about. Yeah. And they do that over a couple of weeks. And then they send a really nice email and say, this is what your target audience is about. This is the type of content I've identified this particular article, which I think is relevant for your audience. And here's a snippet of what it's about. I'd love the opportunity. Then I think you take it a a lot more seriously because you've recognized the person. They've actually picked out something because we all want content. So it's just we want good content, you know, and also then saying, here's three examples of my work. So at least you can see so. If you can't meet a person, you can't really make the effort, uh, but you have to put in the effort. Right. You
0: know? Yeah. I mean, knowing the person means a lot to me because oftentimes it's it's just people trying to um, link build, really, is all it is. And while yeah. I understand link building is obviously part of the motivation for anyone to guest post, I, I know, though, that half of these submissions, if not more, are people sending the exact same thing to dozens of people, dozens of sites. Yeah. And it's just, it's not worth my time. No. Uh, so, so I love your approach. And, and I, actually, as you're talking, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? There's a guy who comments on my blog often that I should probably reach out to. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's it's a really good idea to in- involve your community as well. Yeah. Cheers. So you mentioned Divi HQ. That's a, it's a tool that I don't use. Actually, I, the, there's a plugin that I have that honestly I don't, I don't use. Uh, on WordPress, it's supposed to be for editorial calendar, um, but Divi HQ is not one I use or, or one I've heard of before. So why don't you tell us more about that?
1: Okay. Now the plugin you use is probably Edit Flow, which is within WordPress. But Divi HQ, yeah, all it does is it allows me to plan out my content better. So there has this con- they have this concept of a parking lot. So when I come up with an idea, and I come up with ideas all over the place, I could be in the car, I could be on the way to work. I'll, I'll send it to Divi HQ and then I'll constantly build up the ideas there. So then when I sit down to actually write a post, I'll look at all these ideas and I may pick out one particular one and write the post about it or I may come up with a combination of two or three ideas and come up with a post. And It's just great for scheduling out content, mm. for planning the content. And you have a tendency as well as a blogger, something comes into your head like Google Analytics so you end up writing three or four posts in a row. So when you plan it out with DVHQ, at least then you you see that oh my god, I've too much of this type. Here's the type I'm missing. So it helps you to have a a wider variety of content as well.
0: Yeah. So and, and so I do this in a very primitive way. Um, I wish I scheduled stuff out way in advance, and unfortunately, I, I don't. I used to do it more uh, back in the day when I had much more time on my hands. These days, it tends to be um, what I do is as I come up with an idea, I'll just create a quick draft, right? So I'll have a title and I might write a paragraph of what this is going to be about. So then at least when I need to sit down, I know what it's going to be about. I just got to write it. Um, And it sounds kind of like what this is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I just looked it up a little bit. So it's Divi HQ. So it's D-I-V-V-Y-H-Q dot com. And I'm assuming I'm looking at the same one, right? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, so is this only an external website slash application kind of thing or is it uh, integrated within WordPress?
1: It's not actually integrated WordPress yet. They're, okay. they're hoping to add integration with it.
0: OK, so uh, yeah, it appears it's it's a premium product. And uh, so what do you you get, like uh, the consultant plan, twenty nine ninety nine a month one, or what do you do?
1: No, uh, no, I'm a cheapskate. So yeah. I, I'm I'm using the free plan at the moment. So there is a, a free plan for one user, and that does me. At the moment, it, it allows me to do the basics, and all I want to do is record ideas and schedule them out. See, there's When so... you have a call. Yeah, huh? I'm, so, I'm
0: sorry. Yeah, so they're so sneaky about these things. I had no idea there's a free option looking at their pricing plan. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, you'll always there's some always a, a hidden free option there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, so that's that's uh, looks like a good tool. Cheers. So mentioning tools, and since you're the tool guy, and uh, so the, the the post you did for me was all about some some of your favorite tools. Uh, what, what what are your favorite tools?
1: Okay, so how long have we got? Because I've a lot of... <laughs>
0: <laughs> as much time just... as you want. You, you, can, you can talk for an hour. I'll edit it down to 30 seconds.
1: <laughs> whatever you've got. I'll pick, I'll pick out a couple of really good ones that I really like. Uh, for the Facebook side of things, I really like Post Planner. Mm-hmm. Because I found with Facebook, I, I, I didn't want to post content off Facebook. I have this thing where I feel you have to be on Facebook when you're right. posting content. and you'll probably know more about this John than than me but with post planner it's great for scheduling out content it's an application within Facebook it's great for scheduling out content you can add feeds of different blogs or different Facebook pages so you have a constant stream of new content that you can pick off and easily add to your queue it even has some content ideas when you're struggling for any content ideas has a selection so I found, I find that's really working for me and I really like it. Hmm. Uh, Post Planner, uh, I love Mention App as a monitoring app. So it's really important for me to see who's mentioning Razor Social, who's mentioned my name on the internet. And I like to track that. And I also track it. anybody mentions social media tools. Hmm. And what I love about this app is that it's, it's relatively inexpensive for what you get the functionality and it's available on your iPhone as well and Android so I can be out and about if somebody mentions a, a something on a, a blog post or mentions in a Facebook page or a, you know on a website anywhere I'll get a notification within Mention which is really really it's a really great app actually
0: so I'm trying to find Mention App, uh, is it MentionApp.com or what is it? Cause I, I, don't, I don't seem to be going anywhere when I type
1: it. It's mentioned, Mention.net
0: Mentioned <laughs>
1: So it's Mention.net. Oh, yeah. mention,
0: mention.net. Net. Yeah. Well come on, people. Alright, so mention okay. So then it goes to NEN.Mention.net. So yeah. it works
1: either way. Okay.
0: So so is that that's just Twitter, you right
1: right? Uh, no, mention is a monitoring tool for everything. So it'll pick off things off Twitter, Facebook, uh, blogs, website. It's one of the most comprehensive tools for I mean, the, the there's a free option where you can get up to 500 brand mentions a month. Huh. And then it goes up to like $20 a month for, I think it's thousands anyway. So it's uh, for $20. There's a lot of expensive monitoring tools and that's just not, you know, so.
0: Yeah. So it looks like a, a nice iPhone app. Um, yeah, it's definitely something I'll check out. I mean, right now I, I monitor um, via TweetDeck, but obviously that's just Twitter yeah or at least for yeah actually tweet 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 that got rid of Facebook anyway recently I believe or the other way around but yeah. um so yeah I'll, I'll check that out and post planner the post is one of our sponsors yeah so uh yeah and, good up. Yeah, and good people too, so and they have, that's uh a tool I'm well aware of so those are those are two we 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 have time for three you got a third
1: okay, uh so I like agora pulse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you guys work with Pulse as well. Yeah. It has a, a great suite of Facebook applications within it. What I would like about it as well is that it's more than just applications. What it's trying to build is profiles of the fans and collect information of the fans. So yeah. then you can actually do something with it. And they have some great analytics within it as well. So Agora Pulse is a good app as well.
0: Yeah, I, I love Pulse for the the analytics side of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as everyone knows, Facebook Insights is awesome, right? In terms of there's so much information that Facebook collects, but it's just really hard to to manage it and to make any sense out of it, especially those exports, because you just have to dig. There's nothing visual. You have to figure out which information makes sense and what matters and what doesn't on your own. Yeah. And while you know, I certainly do that, and I recommend it. Everyone does. There's no shortcut, really, to uh, those exports. I mean, you can use the web version of Facebook Insights, but this, it's just really limited information in there. But yeah, Gora Pulse and you, they, they make it much more visual for you, and uh, even kind of help uh, you know create some ratios for you that you might not have otherwise considered. And but you're right, like if you so you can build apps with the Pulse and collect information on your your fans, your users and uh gives you a much better idea of you know who your fans are, like who your uh, brand advocates are and it's a it's a cool tool it's it, most people yeah. don't realize it's more than just the stats there's like there's so much associated with that tool
1: yeah, yeah, and they're good guys so
0: yeah so so that's three uh we can go for the home run on a fourth
1: here. what, what else do you got? <laughs> I'll tell you another one that i'm I'm doing a good bit of work with at the moment called lead converter, so it's okay. lead dash so when people come to our website we want to convert them and there's different ways of doing it and we want to interact with them so lead converter has a an option for putting a banner image across the top of your screen saying you know you must sign up to our email list or a pop-up box uh, or there's a, like a, a a mini survey you can pop up on the screen uh, so there's a whole range of different options for interacting with somebody who comes to your site. Hmm. And what I love about it is there's great analytics as part of it as well. And there's split testing you can yeah, do. Yeah. So I can say, you know, I'll try this pop-up, not working. I'll, I'll try a banner image across the top. Uh, I'll try to interact with people through a question that will pop up on the screen. And then I can split test it. And then it'll actually show me in analytics who's actually interacting with it, where they're from, what their IP address Mm. is, where did they come from before they got to the site. So I'm having a bit of fun with that tool now. (laughs) Interesting. So this, Mm. at least
0: uh, I'm at the site right now, that was leadconverter.com. Yeah. Uh, I feel so ignorant because I don't know what half these things are you're talking about. Uh, But uh, I use Hello Bar, are you familiar with that? Yes. Yeah. So is this kind of like that?
1: Well, so, Hello Bar is for the banner image across the top. You could use Pippity as a plugin within WordPress for your pop-up. You can use Snap Engage to interact with people when they arrive. Whereas Lead Converter has all this together. So you can have it all integrated, your analytics integrated. And then it it works better as an inclusive tool. So it probably provides similar functionality to Hello Bar for the banner image or for the bar across the top. But then it has tons of other fu- stuff functionality as well. So it
0: looks like that one, in, uh for the cheapskates, it doesn't appear to be a, a free one. It's just five dollars a month and up, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, there is a paid tool, but I suppose what you really need to do is test it out and see if yeah. you're getting conversions, or you're getting sales, then it's worthwhile. I'm sure that there's probably a. a I'm not sure if there's a demo version, a 30 day version. Yep. It probably is. Yep. is. there? Yeah, yeah. there's a
0: 30 day trial on it.
1: Well, I'd say to people listening, do thirty day trial if they're not getting value for money and not getting conversions as a result of it within the thirty days. Well, then don't pay for it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Cheers. So, um, I mean, give me a
0: sense then. I mean, as you as you look back on this past year, uh, and 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 your vision for for who you want to be, you know, what your business is going to be, all that comes together. Uh, I mean, who's influenced you over the past year?
1: I suppose, well, there's a lot of people in terms of, there's a whole range of influential people that have been tracking and seeing what they're doing, including yourself and Heidi Cohn and everybody. It was picking out a couple of really key people. Mike Stelzner, absolutely. Uh, Mike, I met Mike when I went to Blog World in June. I, I, I was so lucky to have the opportunity to sit down and have lunch with Mike. I had a narrow with Mike. We got on great. I loved what he was doing. I was just after reading his book, Launch, which is just a fantastic book. Mm. Definitely recommend to everybody. And Mike has been just so helpful and so supportive. And then I got writing for Social Media Examiner. So in Mike's book, he talks about influential people and fire starters. So Mike is a fire starter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so building a relationship, Mike helps. And, and Mark Schaefer is somebody as well that has helped me an awful lot mm. and really supported me. And, give me some of good advice and he had me speaking at a social slam conference a couple of months ago which mm. is great because I'm, I'm itching to be on the speaking circuit and uh, i got writing for his blog on a regular basis so he he has been another person that's been really influential
0: yeah it, it, it's funny um i mean those are two people mike and mark uh that were two of the most influential people I I talked to and they're influential in their own right but in terms of like those conversations uh uh just made a really big impression on me when I when I talked to them at social media marketing world uh and yeah like you said about Mark he's he's such a helpful guy Uh, they're the
1: two of the nice nicest people you could ever meet you know
0: absolutely so had you written for social media examiner prior to talking to Mike at at that conference
1: no I hadn't so when we had, and it all comes down to conversations, yeah. when I was sitting down and I was talking about the book launch and I told him the vision of where I wanted to bring Razor Social, he said at that conversation, well, somebody was writing some things for us about tools, but they don't write anymore. Mm-hmm. So he said, maybe there's an opportunity. So he said, well, send in three articles into Cindy, uh, the editor, uh, C- Cindy King, mm-hmm. and um, we'll see what happens. So I sent in the three articles I felt at that stage I wasn't that known. Well, I wasn't known at all at that stage. So I thought my chances were slim, but he obviously liked me. We got on well. He knew I was serious about what I was doing and he must have liked the articles. Yeah. So getting a chance to write at the very early stage of kicking off on social media examiner was a huge, a very big thing to me. So, and that's why I still, I still write for social media examiner every single month. And, uh, I I continue to work because I just love working with them guys as well. They're all great guys.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It's same thing happened to me. That's uh after I, I went to that conference, again we talk about the importance of going to these things and relationships yeah. and meeting people face to face. I spent a lot of time with, with Mike and I think part of that was the three of us together. Yeah. Uh and um next and then talking to Cindy as well. And next thing I know, I'm I'm writing a blog post for them. And I've, I've, there's another one that uh, was submitted to them recently that's probably being torn apart uh, <laughs> as we speak. Cause, you know, and, and you
1: were you were on Mike's podcast. I actually have it here to listen to on my phone. So
0: absolutely, that was. Uh, have you have
1: you been on his podcast yet? No, I really want to. Boom! I beat you to that
0: one. All right. So did, yeah. no, that was a lot of fun. It was it was kind of intimidating too because it's like, uh, well, first of all, you know, he has really. Sophisticated audience is a strong audience, and it's a really polished, well done show. So it's you, you can't screw it up. Like, I, I do interviews every once in a while, you know, video blogs and podcasts and stuff. And you're like, no one's listening to this, probably. um <laughs> But in that one, you're like, I can't, I gotta do this right. So I was actually a little nervous, and you may even hear it. And af- afterwards, I was talking to Mike, and he's like, do you always talk like that, like you're on PBS or, or whatever? Well, not not PBS. What what's the the radio station? Oh god, I can't even think of it. Where you talk really, really low and and quiet. Mm. Yeah, I was like, that's just like my defense mechanism for trying to avoid being nervous, you know. But yeah. uh, so but yeah, it was it was kind of intimidating, but I, I loved it. I had a lot of fun, and then there's so much exposure you can get from something like that. But, that's brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's just why it's so important to 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 do these things. I mean. I had some contact with, you know, with Amy, Amy Porterfield, and Mari Smith, and a few others, uh, but nothing face to face prior to that conference. But there's so many people I saw face to face once we went there, and then you you sit down and you actually talk about how can we actually work together. Because you know, you know how it is. Outside of that type of face to face, you send an email, you send one back. Yeah, you, you might chat for a little bit, but it gets put on back burner, you know, but if you're just you're forced to talk it through like, all right, let's schedule out a time
1: and we're going to do yeah. X, Y and Z. It's just so valuable. I think so. And and it's the it's the going to the conferences. I mean, we're all in the world of social media, digital marketing, all online. But you actually you do need to meet the key people that are in your industry and spend time having a beer, having lunch, mm-hmm. just chatting. And, and that's where things really happen. Absolutely. And
0: so it sounds like you want to do more public speaking. I mean, how much of that have you done so far?
1: I've done, I've done a lot in Ireland. I've done some in England. I, I've been lucky enough that my, uh, Mark Schaefer is speaking in the UK. And I'm speaking at the same event in a couple of weeks. I'm speaking at TBEX, a uh, big travel bloggers conference uh, for social media in Toronto in June. So I I'm doing a lot more of it but I've done a lot of it over the last couple of years in Ireland and and the UK. So it's I've just got a couple of events in the US so far. So but yeah, I love I love the speaking events. So speaking is something I'm really passionate about and enjoy. Yeah. Strange so, as it might seem, I enjoy nah. it. No, no, no. <laughs> So so how does that
0: fit into your strategy? So as a speaker you're looking to do what? Just to get more people aware of your website to get more traffic, or what? It was it you're trying to get? Are you trying to get paid okay. for these events? I mean, what 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 is it you're trying to do?
1: Okay, so in the short term, I'm not thinking about getting paid for. It. In the short term, I'm thinking about building profile, mm-hmm. and also building profile in different industries. So if I uh, speaking at a few social media conferences, open me up opens me up to speak at some other types of conferences whether that's in the car dealership industry or the finance industry or human resources industry. So, and that opens up to other new audiences as well. So it's profile building in the short term. But I mean, next year I look to get paid Mm. for some of the speaking events and I am getting, you know, flights paid for and and hotel and things like that and not actually getting paid for the event. But if I'm covering my costs this year, that's great. And next year make a bit of money. But, It's more about profile building than, you know, making a killing out of it. Oh,
0: absolutely. There's certainly something we said for, um, you know, building that that progress of, I guess, the social media marketer's career. I I don't know any better term for that. But uh, I feel like I've gotten pretty much as far as I'm going to get for now as just someone who's built his own brand with a blog, right? I, I really haven't done any public speaking, very little of it, and I know that is next, or is it the book? I don't know.
1: But so, this, so I was going to ask you about the book, John. Yeah, you know the way. It's it's. I never thought of myself as an author, but I feel, yeah. uh, I, I feel it's part of the path both of us are going down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah. We have to write a book. We have to.
0: I think that's again part of the progression. You're a blogger first, and then one of the. It, the thing is that to be in order to be a serious public speaker it seems like you often need to have a book first so yeah. I don't know if the book i mean you could probably mix it in there you could do some public speaking gigs where they don't require a book but to get the really good cream of the crop speaking engagements it seems like you need a book so uh yeah that's all part of the process and uh, yeah I, I think i'll be I'll be uh, going down that road along with you
1: I think at Christmas is my time where things go really quiet in Ireland for a couple of weeks, and uh, I might kick off, <laughs> kick it off. Then.
0: Well, the thing we're, is, I mean, people like you and I—we're we're at an advantage because we've written so much stuff already. It's not yeah. like we have to write a book from scratch. We, we've got a yeah. place to start, um, so. I think we've got to hold ourselves, uh, hold each other accountable here, Ian, and uh, make sure that we both write a book by the end of the year. How, how, how about we do that? <laughs> yeah, that's a deal. That's a deal. All right. Last call. So I just asked the bartender for the tab, so it's time to wrap up. How can people find you, Ian?
1: Well, if they go to www.razersocial.com. That's where it all happens and uh, we do actually have a tools guide there that people can download that's, that might be useful as well. So razorsocial.com. How about on Twitter? Ian Cleary, I-A-N-C-L-E-A-R-Y. All right. Well,
0: thank you so much, Ian, for enjoying a beer with me today. Make sure uh, we reserve a spot
1: for you at the pub in the future, my friend. I'd love to be sitting down, half of that Guinness with you in person in Ireland, maybe someday, John. And thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Delighted to be on it. Could you
0: have a better guest for a podcast than
1: Ian Cleary
0: with a Guinness in his hand? That was great. That was great. So make sure you check out the show notes on this one, whether it's on iTunes or uh, within the blog post for this one, because there's a ton of links referencing uh, some of the tools that Ian mentioned. So make sure you check those out. Um, and, and finally, in closing, uh, the one more tool you got to make sure you check out is tabsite.com. So this will be the last time this promo is available to you. This is for, for listeners only. Go to tabsite.com slash podcast. Use promo code podcast. You get 33% off for the first year of TabSite so you can create awesome contests and deal apps for your facebook page all right so until next time do awesome things i'm out